ahead and get started then. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, welcome back to Stable Discussion. Uh, it's yeah. been three months, maybe? It was December we did last. Yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> it's end of February now, so yeah. just just like two and a half months or so. Two and a half months, yeah. A lot's happened in two and a half months. It has. Yeah, uh, yeah. A ton has happened. Um, happy New Year. Happy New Year, yeah. yeah, yeah. We uh, we are coming in at March, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's just how things work sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> things are quiet in the yeah. tech world, usually, yeah. uh, between the end of December and beginning yeah. of March, so... True. Yeah. And we both took a little bit of time off too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be gone again in a week too. So okay. I'm gone yeah. over to the Caribbean. Yeah. So that sounds awesome. I'll come back right? next time tanned if we shoot a video. <laughs> yeah. After, we'll see. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, sunburn, that would be brutal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got to say. I cross my fingers. No sunburn. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, let's, where to start? Let's do a quick Coles note of the things that have happened since our last discussion. Just yep. a quick over the top. Okay. Um, I'm going to start know. with something completely random. Yeah. Uh, Mid Journey 6. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm I'm a big fan of Mid Journey, and um, the sixth iteration of that is really great to use. Incredibly good photorealism, like yep. just like absolutely, I think next level. I've never, um, I, I, there's nothing comes close. I feel like in general. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. see a bit of that inside of I think, like Dolly Three. Yeah. And um, the, the Dolly Three is like, is like pretty close. Yeah. But Mid Journey Six, I think, isn't just doing it like photorealistically. It's also doing mm -hmm. it very stylistically. Right. Um. So. You know, this is a, this is the internal battle with any mm -hmm. kind of image creator. Mm -hmm. Is that um, you don't want to just make things look like what you ask for. Yeah, you want to make them look good. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, and they've done a lot. I mean, they're iterating on like, especially even like their dev tooling in a way. So they're thinking a lot about how to, um, you know, help creators work on their like prompting. So mm -hmm. they have like prompt debugging and stuff like that coming into. Um, but yeah, that's mid journey. Uh, we. I think in terms of image creators, Dolly 3 um, had come out. So that's yeah, it was, just... It was quite fresh at that point. Quite fresh at that point, but uh, it's gotten better significantly, yeah. I think, over time. We all play with it. It's integration yeah. to ChatGPT is pretty smooth. Pretty amazing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, one thing I yeah. kind of really think about when it comes to image generators is that I think it's finally maturing to the point in which, I mean, they've only been around in... They've only been out in any kind of, like, API format and, mm -hmm. and like, like functionality mm -hmm. for, like, two years. Year yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, before that, I mean, it was rough yeah it was rough, rough. I mean, yeah it wasn't usable right yeah and so we're at the point now where like it's getting faster a lot of the, yep. like the really quick ones like the sd what is it xl turbo or mm. they have like a name for it yeah a turbo in my head is language models but maybe yeah. also <laughs> and it's the same name for the stable diffusion yeah but like the real time i think we talked about this last time the real time generation of things yep. is quite impressive yep um and that's like a that's like not just impressive because it's cool, but mm -hmm. there's use cases to that fundamentally, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, if you don't care so much about the best quality, but you want something quick, mm -hmm. that's very, very powerful. Yeah. Imagine that, like a, I'm trying to move an example. Um, yeah, imagine that you are generating some kind of like a game, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and you have like, these picture frames on the wall, mm -hmm. and you want those, those frames to change dynamically depending on mm -hmm. what the user does. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go out, spend like a minute getting the picture and then put it back in. Sure. You they press a button and then yeah. something changes. That's that's a cool, different experience. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that leads us to the more recent changes, which is video. Yeah. Um, and, and video in multiple multiple formats. So there's one, OpenAI's Sora is, like, the big one. Runway had, uh, it's been out for a little while now, but, you yeah. know, they've added new functionality features, like their, mm -hmm. their new action brushes. Mm -hmm. So you can, like, say, I'm going to go this way with my dog walking down the street, or I'm going to go that way with the flower blooming, whatever it may be. Right, right. Yeah. right. And I think I even saw, um, I mean, the, even like the um, 
like 3D model generation yeah. is actually getting pretty good too. Stable Diffusion has some of that. In right. fact, I mean, this is the big thing about, um, we're going to jump ahead a little bit here and yeah. touch on Stable Diffusion 3. Mm -hmm. Stable Diffusion 3 came out, I think, like only two weeks ago, yeah. not even that long ago. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about that is um, a lot of the underlying image generator stuff that's happening, the newer generations of stuff, are sharing some like fundamentally sh like you know similar underlying technology. Mm -hmm. I saw um, um, Imad Mustaf, uh, or Mostik, I can't remember his last name. Mm -hmm. I'll look it right now. Mostak. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mostak. Okay. Yeah, M O S T A Q U E. Um, he uh, was talking on, on Twitter. CEO of Stability AI. Yes. Okay. Got it. He was talking on Twitter about like what's cool about SD three mm -hmm. and sort of like the similarities it has to Sora actually. Right. He's saying there's some underlying similar technology so that SD three could do video as well because mm -hmm. they have like this um, new mechanism for like kind of like um, uh, tokenizing a frame. Right. Um, before okay. you know frames are just about like you know. The diffusion models yeah but if you have a tokenized frame yeah you can then scale on not just the frame but the frames relationship to other frames right um which is like you know word next word prediction kind of thing right right right, right. so this is how they get the temporal mm -hmm. um consistency that mm -hmm. you see in sora mm -hmm. i mean su supposedly they don't talk about there's no paper you don't get papers anymore for that kind of stuff yeah you get like a really. quick technical report and it's yeah. like this is kind of what we're doing. That's all you're going to know. Um, but people yeah. can kind of derive a lot from that. And, right. um, you know, there's like, you know, there's SD3 that's, that can do videos mm -hmm. and do 3D models. Mm -hmm. um, there's Sora. There's a couple of Google things that have come out. They're, you know how Google is with their stuff. Yeah. Research papers, like Quick Little Page, mm -hmm. Lumiere, and they have other couple ones like Video Poet. I think there's mm -hmm. another one that's really mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. um, trying to make like, like their own stuff. I mean, yeah. a lot of the technology that you see inside of like, all the big shops mm -hmm. are derived from Google research. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, that's the kind of nice thing to Google, they kind of put all this research. Yeah. And they can't really productize it that well. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they have the research at least behind it. Yeah. Um, but I do think like the one place where, and like this is kind of like coming full circle now. So it's like we have this amazing like image generation capability expanding, becoming like more coherent, more quick, um, going into like even high quality video with Sora. But then now we're kind of like, in taking that video back into an LLM, yeah, and that's with like this multi multimodal um, kind of understanding of things, and and that's with now Gemini, yeah, which is Google's kind of like first, I would say, major entry into chat again. This is the first real attempt after their their new um, like change in their in their AI efforts. Right, they right. have you know they have my favorite um, Demi Demis Hassabis. Yeah. Hassabis. I can never Hassabis. say his name. Yeah, I never say it out loud. That's a problem. Um, but like, you know, he's the CEO of, of DeepMind. Yeah. Um, he's like this really cool dude. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, he's now the CEO. That's a term for Google, um, Google DeepMind, which is Google Brain combined with DeepMind. Right. So Google Brain is where all the really cool research has come out of for a very long time. Yeah. Transformers came out of there. Mm -hmm. Nerf came out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, the list goes on and on, actually. Right. Um, and then you have DeepMind, which has their own mm -hmm. cool research. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're a little better, like, kind of, I think the throughput with them. Right. You know, they don't, they're not making as many products, mm -hmm. but they make some really cool things. Like they mm -hmm. made, you know, the AlphaGo series of stuff. They made right. AlphaFold, which is actually used by researchers in real, real world. Right. They made more of those sorts of things. Yeah. Alpha Geometry, mm -hmm. um, the, the, some other cool things, material science stuff, mm -hmm. other um, stuff with, with like med medical stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're doing really, really valuable research. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, so is Google, Google Deep, sorry, Google Brain. Yeah. Um, so the combination I hope will, and it looks like it is because um, it'll help like drive them forward better into product space. Right. 1.0 for Gemini came out mm -hmm. 
like end of last year, right. like December of last year. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about it maybe coming out when we were talking when we were talking last. Yeah. And then, uh, just very recently, mm-hmm. they're talking about one point five. Right. And one point was okay for the mm-hmm. for the pro. They have mm-hmm. for those who don't know, they have nano, pro, and ultra. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nano is the smallest model. It's a seventy model, I think. Right. Should fit on like a, a lot of like computers or like even a, a smartphone. I think they have a two B nano. I think even as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the seven B two B stand for the parameter count, which gives you an idea of how big it is. Mm-hmm. Which means that if it's too big, you can't run on a computer. It has to be run on like a, a server. Yeah. Um, so the small ones that come on a computer, they're not going to be as good. But you can actually use them on your device locally. Right. So they have their nano series. They have their pro, which is the middle of the ground one, which is like really it's like kind of like their. 3.5 yes. scale model, yeah, yeah. and then they have their Ultra, which is like their, their four scale model. Right. So the Ultra was, was very interesting for me. Um, mm-hmm. It I the first thing I tried, the first thing I tried it for was mm-hmm. code, mm-hmm. and I wasn't very happy with its coding. Mm. Its coding was okay sometimes, but it yeah. didn't really understand a lot of what I wanted, okay. and it was way too agreeable with me. Right. Weirdly, that's kind of annoying with LLMs. It's always the worst, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like don't agree with me. I don't think I'm right. I'm not sure. It's like oh, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I'm like no, let me agree with no, you. No, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I like I have a backbone. Like yeah, 100. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely found like um, I, I I try and like put models through their faces sometimes, and and uh, the one thing I often try and do is like, hey, I'm having this sort of like debate, or I'm trying to come up with like a, a strategic approach to something. And I find that these models absolutely suck at that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we've you got... Can, you can hear it, my dog grabbing a bone. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's going to be loud until he puts it down and chews it somewhere quietly, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it'll happen. There he okay. goes. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like you, you put it through the paces, and yeah. like a lot of the tests I think you do are all about like trying to ensure that it's able to actually like critique and challenge you to some degree, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think, especially where, where I'm like coming from too, is like... Uh, yeah, I want that critique. I want that challenge. I want that LLM to sort of give something that's like really like usable mm-hmm. in a way. Um, it, and it's, it's like tricky. Like oftentimes what we're looking for is like a search engine query. Mm. So we just want like, hey, just give me information. And information is something I think it's like very easy to be helpful. Um, but say, say you're somebody who's like doesn't enjoy conflict, Right. And I'm uh, and I'm giving you a critique on like something you did. Like say you gave a presentation, and you're like, tell me what you really thought of my presentation, right? Um, there's a tactful way to do that, that is high touch. Mm. <laughs> it depends a lot on the, on the person how to give that feedback. Um, it depends a lot on what kind of feedback you're trying to give. And I find that LLMs really err on the side of like. Let's not have conflict. Yeah, you know, and that and that's never the most helpful. No, no, um, it's very important to critique mm-hmm. when you want to help somebody out, mm-hmm. um, especially if somebody who's asking you help with something that they're not confident about. It's yeah. Like I'm not confident about things, yeah. so whatever I'm suggesting to you isn't inherently right. In fact, yeah. it could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Push back. Yeah. Have a backbone. Yeah. Tell me to think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and GPT four is better than than um, Ultra on this and, and yeah. Gemini in general. Yeah. Um, it's still not as good as I'd like it to be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's, it was really nice in that comparison. Yeah. Um, it, and sometimes it pushes back on things you don't want it to. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, can you make me a scary story where someone like is murdered? You right. know? Normal goosebumps level like scary stories are like <laughs> nothing crazy. It's like, well, I don't know if I can tell you a scary story. Murder is very bad. Like, I know murder is bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to ask you to help me murder somebody. I'm asking you to write me a story about murder. God. Right. Hey, buddy. Come here. Want to be in the shop real quick? My dog's complaining a bit. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, snack time. Yeah. Uh, you just had a snack. Uh, 
Just ignore him. He'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, long story short. Okay. Um, LLMs, I feel like, in general, are... <laughs> <laughs> might have to cut this out. Yeah, we might have to. Um, okay. So, one thing that's very interesting to me about LLMs overall <laughs> in general is that... Yeah. Um, you know, they really are making you think more about what it is you really want for someone to help you. Right. Um, you know, you kind of just assume, like, be helpful is good mm-hmm. enough. But be helpful means a million different things mm-hmm. and to different people mm-hmm. and to different, like, environments and contexts. Mm-hmm. So I think we're kind of realizing this a bit. Yeah. But this is the nice thing I can say about Ultra in general is that I practiced some creative writing with it. Yeah. It's great at creative writing. Really? In fact, I was, I was like, playing, on, playing around with a book idea in my head for a little bit. And I was like, you know, what would that look like? Um, with GPT-4 a while ago, like, to help me. GPT-4 has this problem with creative writing where it's like, and then Mary, like, sorry about Mary. Mary had a hard day. She went to the bank, and then she had a problem, but then she solved the problem, and she lived happily ever after. Always the same formulaic, like, oh. ha- like it, she m- marries a character, she does this thing, she has yeah. a problem, she overcomes a problem, mm-hmm. happily ever after. Right. If you try to give it to, like, tell it to anything else, even mm-hmm. something scary, right. happily ever after. Right, right. Um, it, it's interesting because then, like, it's fine a little bit because I, I think even though it's formulaic, you could take things from that for use, but you, the author, has to, like, kind of, like, look at what it generated and then pull apart... The pieces that might work for you. Yeah. Like, I use it for D&D sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, come up with a plot line. And then I kind of, like, look at it. I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, that looks like a and d plot line. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's pretty generic. And, like, that's kind of okay for D&D because, like, the whole point is that you respond to characters. It's, right? Yeah. It, it, like, the characters are writing your story. Mm-hmm. You're right. giving them a skeleton. Yeah. So generic is, mm-hmm. like, ideal for that. Yeah. And it's actually kind of nice from a creative writing perspective in that way because you're like, cool, I have this now generic story, and it's generic enough that now if I do a twist on it, or I change it, it's kind of like maybe easier to follow mm. than a completely novel story or idea. Yeah, the, yeah. Depending, depending on what, and then your process is, depending on what you're yeah. trying to do, the, this is again, part of the same problem, it's like, what does yeah. help look like for me, right? Yeah, true. Um, but, but, yeah, going back, it's... Ultra, yeah. um, uh, I try to, I, I, okay, so one of my fun experiments with any model is like, Write me a story from the perspective of a very alien feeling alien mm-hmm. of some event happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one recently. I was like, um, like from the perspective of an alien having to like, you know, deal with um, them being invaded by aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. some weird, very weird, but somewhat relatable thing. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. Um, or like try a different kind of story. Or like mm-hmm. I, some of the book I was writing. Like mm-hmm. here's here's what I'm writing with my book. Right. What are your thoughts? Right. Give me your feelings. Give me your critiques. What can mm-hmm. I do with this? Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly good at that. Yeah. It was like, I can see what you're doing here. I can see the connection. It feels like this genre and that genre. I'm like, correct. Those are those very niche genres I'm working with. Right. Um, and it's like, okay, well then, this feels like it's a good connection to combine the antagonist with the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know, give you this sort of like, you know, who's the real villain kind of vibe but not too yeah. overt. And I was like, great. That's actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, like, it was quite good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, this is making me think more about models in general. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, as they get trained, it's like, I don't want to say people, but it's like people. Mm. Um, two different people, two people can, who are both programmers or yeah. who are both writers, yeah. can both write, can both do things, mm-hmm. but they're do, they're, they'll do differently. They can be equally proficient even if that's the case. Right, right, Let's assume right. they're, they're, like, they solve tests at the same level, hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. You might like one more than the other. Mm, yeah. Something connects with you more. Something True. behaves with you more. Right. And I feel like we'll get more and more of these because 
the baseline quality that we have for models right now is probably still like the the, the majority of them are average around like GPT 3.5 level, mm -hmm. which is useful but not super duper useful. Right. They're getting better. Right. They get they'll hit four soon. The, mm -hmm. the the baseline in a couple of years will probably be around five. Right. You know as things go on. Yeah. yeah. So then you'll have like a probably a cornucopia of, mm -hmm. of models at that point that are all quite proficient and all unique in their own little ways. Mm -hmm. So it'll be really fascinating to see how that kind of plays out overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, that's 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 the unique thing. I think uh, I'm just, I just put out a video, by the time we're watching this, it'll be out. But I just put out a video talking about how Gemini increases this like context window size. Um, and the thing that's really cool about like Gemini is, um, so it'll be able to take any kind of context length and be able to um, handle that within itself, right? Yeah. Um, so you could give it like a massive book, right? But say that book has commands in it, like it's a book about military or something like that. And so it's like saying like, hey, like do this, not that, or, or something like that. And then you're trying to also give it commands about that reference, right? I, I really wonder how that'll mess up, <laughs> that'll mess up its overall ability. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like these are the tests people are running right now on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Really mm -hmm. interesting web tests mm -hmm. to see how it can navigate things. I don't think anyone's tried that test. That'd be a good test yeah. to see if you seed in basically um, like prompt hacking yeah. into the model itself. Hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah so. Cool. So we have a, we have a dog. You yeah, can you can here. see right there. Hello. We have to pause to let him come up, sit next to Ben. He loves Ben. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. Fair well, enough. I know why he loves Ben. Ben's great. Yeah. Um, and I have, a, I'm, I'm hard to get as a, as a dog uh, attention <laughs> seeker. Um, you know, it's hard for me to give attention to a dog, so they're attracted to that. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's hard to, being hard to get is very, very attractive. <laughs> yeah, it um, really is. <laughs> <laughs> look at him just looking at you. Um, okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, as we're saying, like, I feel like the testing I'm seeing on the internet for mm -hmm. these models right now, mm -hmm. um, testing out all the different, like, like, like strengths. And to give you some context, so Gemini, I mentioned there's um, Nano, Pro, and Ultra. Mm -hmm. There's now 1.5. Fast follow, very quick. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and this is on the 1.5 for Pro is what they've shown so far, mm -hmm. which is their middle line one. Mm -hmm. um, and it's quite good. They, the, mm -hmm. the benchmarks have kind of matched, at least for, for text, what Ultra was. Yeah. Um, exceeded even a little bit in some places. Mm -hmm. um, and people have used, been using them for a while. And on that level, it seems to be quite good apparently better at coding than, than mm -hmm. ultra is which mm -hmm. is makes me happy mm -hmm. but the fascinating thing to, about it is the context length right one million tokens yeah it's huge a lot of people are talking about this as a as a rag killer i have my own feelings about this mm -hmm. but i want to hear your feelings on i yeah. want first i don't want you to tell me what you think i want you to tell me why you think people think it's a rag killer first oh um i think so largely, the the things people are using RAG for are somewhat trivial, I would say, in general. Mm. Um, I would I would think like everyone's kind of building a knowledge base. Well, hello, <laughs> this is a microphone. Yeah, okay. there you go. <laughs> so I, I think the reason that everyone's thinking that this is a RAG killer is because um, largely it's because there's a a sort of like semblance of like what this is for in a way, and it's largely currently being used as a kind of overview of user data. So it's just like, cool, this is just for user data. It's just to find documents that users have already used in a way. Um, or you're just looking over like a few PDFs, right? Um, there's just not enough data there mm. in a way. Um, and I think the thing that changes it, like almost like significantly is like itself. <laughs> so like, uh, so 1.5, um, 
adds the ability to bring in audio, video via um, it takes like a, a it takes one image per second effectively yeah. and pulls that out as a as an image feed, right? Um, and so it can do up to an hour of video. Uh, it can do several hours of, of audio. It can do a lot of text. Um, and so what, what you're going to see is now your kind of RAG data store is more complex, mm. right? That RAG data store is now multimodal. Yeah. And, and, and that changes things on top of that, right? Um, so, so I think there's this idea that it's like a RAG killer. I think the idea that this context window could get bigger is, is like also sort of in that same vein of they, things. They did the experiment with a 10 million yeah. token context Under window. Under research. Yeah. That's, they're saying it's not out for public yet, maybe yeah. in the future. Yeah. Probably in the future. Yeah. We've already seen that go yeah. from like, what was it when we started? Like 8,000 tokens? Yeah. Not even. It was like 4,000 tokens. 4,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really small. 4, then 8, then 16, then 32. Yeah. Then it just went from 32 to like 10. Four, yeah, one hundred and twenty-eight. Yeah, and you know you have some two hundreds, but those ones weren't really the best kind of rag quality. Yeah, what well, we did see, yeah, anthropics yeah. specifically had like really challenging times with picking up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're probably doing some some clever tricks to kind of make that all fit, but yeah. it's not perfect. Sometimes you kind of like lose some information. When you, the the size increases haven't always just come with uh, like a quality increase necessarily. Yeah, um, like. You got quite big, and then suddenly you'd have like yeah, 200k token mm -hmm. length. A lot of stuff lost in the middle. Yeah, it seems like this one million one technique that they that they have yeah. using something called ring attention. I think yeah. is a big the big deal. Yeah. I saw another paper coming out. Um, I think it's out of Stanford or, or mm -hmm. it was Berkeley. I remember which one, which one it was. Mm -hmm. Um, they had one called um large, large world model. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Yeah, Berkeley. Um, yeah, yeah, and they also have like a million token link over here. Let me share it on my screen so we can kind of see that. Um, yeah, like the, I think there are... And, and one million is like 700 pages. So, you know, there are some books that still won't fit in a million tokens. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's unlikely that you're, I mean, definitely if you're just doing a chat bot, <laughs> you're probably going to be fine forever. Well, look at this paper real quick, just kind of maybe get us some grounding. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this paper and this and this um this like discussion here is about mm -hmm. like changing the idea of these large models from being large language models to being mm -hmm. large world models. Right. Because there's an increasing discussion about multimodality. Yeah. Um, it's not just about like a book anymore. Right. It's about audio. It's about right. video. It's about right. the combination of all these things. Right. Um, and you have to really consider how much space these each take. Yeah. Um, and the amount of frames you want to spend for a video, for example, mm -hmm. there's a lot more effort actually. As yeah. much as it seems like it's almost like simplifying it. Like here's a million tokens, put whatever on there. Really it complicates it. Yeah. Because the constraint of having only eight thousand tokens is like cool. I can put some text in there. <laughs> That's right. basically it. Yeah. Maybe a couple of pictures. Yeah. Uh, if it's if I really try and mm -hmm. this is multimodal, mm -hmm. um, and they weren't back then. Right. Um, but now it's like cool a million and it's probably gonna keep going up. Yep. There's more I can put in there. I can put in probably action. I can put in like mm -hmm. eventually probably just streaming data of like my computer's like byte yeah. information if I really want to, right? Yeah. And that, that's really going to kind of, as much as we think of this as all being a, a way to simplify our functionality and our ability to, to like, you know, like throw a whole book in there for context or throw mm -hmm. something that would normally require like chunking and, and like rag clever, like, um, like, you know, like embedding and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure it simplifies that. Yeah. But it also opens up so many doors that we're just mm -hmm. adding a new kind of rag system. Right. Um, one thought I have, for example, is uh, I would, we really want to see if this works, is that mm -hmm. how good is the ICL? That's in-context learning. Mm -hmm. 
you know, before you'd see this often with like five shot prompting. Mm-hmm. With give you like five examples of what you of what you want, right? And then and say, now do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in context learning, yeah. in a sense, right? You're teaching yeah. it with a couple of examples. Right. What happens if you can teach it with like a hundred thousand examples? <laughs> yeah. What happens when you teach it with like two, three books, a textbook here or there? Mm-hmm. Does that actually impact the quality of the output? And right. if so, how much is it right. quality of the output? Mm-hmm. I think that'll be that'll, that'll be a really fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. If hypothetically, you giving it a diverse set of like maybe not a hundred thousand examples or like a thousand examples of the same thing mm-hmm. maybe you know let's say two thousand examples of mm-hmm. like a diverse set of things yeah can be more valuable I, I think also you could end up with these interesting systems where say um say i'm working on i don't know i'm, I'm trying to build like a bookshelf mm. right um and i'm asking it about details about uh building a bookshelf i've included some like schematics about building it i'm trying to kind of like construct my own schematics and so i'm like working through these sort of like ideas some of the context that it could build for like in context learning is like kind of like sub processes or like side processes potentially. Right. So uh, I think one of the easiest in context learnings is just the chat that you've already had. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, The user's kind of going through some conversation with the AI. You have these kind of like references to sort of like what the user really wants and it's getting feedback kind of constantly from that. And that works, but then, okay. On top of that, are there ways that we could like spin up other thinking that relates to this, right? Yeah. Summarize, like, like I mean, simple example is like, okay, summarize the conversation into like what are the key points and takeaways, right? Or and you put the whole conversation in there if you want. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, you could put the whole conversation in there, but but I think the summarizing is actually really important because it's like um, it. One thing is that you kind of read the conversation and you understand that this entire conversation has happened. Mm-hmm. The other point is that you've analyzed it and gotten clear takeaways yeah. in a specific domain. Yeah. Right. And, and like, like, yeah. uh, see where you're going. Like, literally, yeah. like you could, you could have like these subtasks spin up and say, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go summarize this, this information, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, from the summary, also include what your conclusions are of what the right next steps are. Right. You know, exactly. you did that. You did that from summarization. Right. Yeah. Um, and you might not give that to the user right away. No. You may keep that as like a background process or something that like you will eventually dole out to the user, but you're you're checking your work as you're having this conversation with the user, right? Yeah. There's sort of like that approach, which is interesting. Yeah, there's, there's um, like, again, this is to the point, like, yeah. we could just like pontificate for like hours about <laughs> yeah. what you could do with this. Yeah, there's, and, there's so, and there's so many interesting things you can do with this. Yeah, because I mean, and, I mean, that's the probably the coolest aspect of this whole thing yeah is really that it's like if you can if you learn a little bit about this and you have like your own kind of take on it that's specific to sort of like your your knowledge your domain your space the mm-hmm. things that you care about um and you look at an ai and you think about what it could do there's a ton of possibility because this is such a new yeah. space, right? It's such a new tool. Very green um, field. And, and specifically, like, the people who are, like, actually working in this field are largely academic. They're largely computer scientists. They're largely um, uh, scientifically minded. Yeah. And so oftentimes the solutioning, and, like, I, I think if we look at, like, the first, like, big domain model that integrated with AI, I think is, like, really probably uh, GitHub Copilot. Yeah, yeah. GitHub I... Copilot is obvious as a solution to someone who's a computer scientist. Yeah, for those who don't know what that is or who don't yeah. work in software development, like, you know, Copilot came out roughly around the same time as 
mm-hmm. I feel like. Maybe, yeah, it was before ChatGPT even, actually. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was probably the summer of that year. I think it was August or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it became very quickly one of the most popular tools in every developer's tool belt. Um, you know, like we, in, in development, in software development, you have something called IntelliSense, which is like this thing where you press tab to complete something. And um, there's all this effort and work written around until it's working well. Mm-hmm. It's just like autocomplete. It's like it, it kind of knows what you're going to, if you're writing out a letter or a word, mm-hmm. or like you're saying period something else, accessing a property on an object, mm-hmm. uh, it'll know because of IntelliSense. It's like obviously, you mean one of these four things. And mm-hmm. you put the letter A, so it's one of these two things. Mm-hmm. So just choose with the arrow. Like, mm-hmm. great. Uh, like that kind of functionality is really built into what we, how our workflows are. Yep. This is like IntelliSense on like crack. You know, it's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, hey, you typed in this t- name of the function. I got it. In this context of this entire file, you probably yeah. want to write this. Yeah. Like, and it's cool because yeah. you can just write a comment like, hey, I need a function that does this. Like, integrate with the weather API yeah. to pull down the current weather in, in Idaho yeah. or in, like, California or something, right? And it'll, like, write an entire function calling some service that does this. Yeah. Um, you may not want to call that service. You may incur some charges or, or open up yourself up for vulnerabilities. It may not be written exactly like it to yeah. or a lot of, you know, yeah. caveats there's, here. There's details, right? Yeah. But it, it solves a lot of those yeah. issues and it saves you a lot of time yeah. and you can just go in there and tweak it if you know what you're doing. But, you know, so this is like an amazing tool but it's an amazing tool for a computer scientist. Yeah. It's an amazing tool for a programmer. It's an amazing tool for um, somebody who kind of knows how to code too. I, I would say somebody who's like interested in coding. Or a very junior developer who like has some academic understanding and is trying to apply it, yeah, it helps bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of like the the thinking and the knowledge and the understanding of this this sort of space is largely geared at that. The other uh, kind of major application that I jumps out to me is really Mid Journey. Yeah, and Mid Journey is able to benefit from this like kind of how humans think. We really love like beauty. We really appreciate like visual aspects and aesthetics and they're easy to read. Like you can look at an image and you can understand if you like it or not. Right. It's, it's, it's not very difficult to appreciate. And it's very universal. Yes. Like, like the aesthetic is something that I think most humans have some finger on the pulse of, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, we can maybe not all agree on the fine details, but Mm -hmm. we can generally tell if something, a picture looks better than another picture. Just some degree we'll pick and we'll average and we'll say nine out of 10, say this is better. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's, you know, we could do golden ratio, we could do all these things, but, um, you know, that is an application that actually has like honed in on this sort of like creative artistic space over specific functionality, Mm. the way that like Dolly has evolved, right? Dolly is still a more academic focused, tool than a mid-journey yeah mid-journey has a lot of stylistic um opinions i feel like yeah. right yeah. and that's a good thing for what mm-hmm. you're trying to do in that situation mm-hmm. it's it's saying i know the golden ratio mm-hmm. i know it looks good i know mm-hmm. color contrast that really mm-hmm. nice yeah. um even if you ask it to do certain things it'll mm-hmm. still try to do it in a way that you like and of course you can kind of modify that with like you know their style yep. um level like configurations you can say i want to be more styled or less styled yeah but overall it's just a it's just a beautiful experience Mm-hmm. And we do struggle with this. We struggle with this yeah. overall in all in all of our AI um, like pieces. Mm-hmm. We've seen some controversy about the struggle as well mm-hmm. too. With mm-hmm. like um, the more recent stuff with like um, uh, specifically with Gemini, mm-hmm. and it's like let's say overcorrecting of cultural sensitivity. <laughs> I'm gonna be charitable and say <laughs> sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll link something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we um, have to cover this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People have talked about this a lot already. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. What's interesting about that for me is it reflects 
our our battle of how much do we want to be hands off and let it do its own thing, yeah, or how much do we want to be opinionated about it and tell yeah. it, hey, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is good, this is bad, this is aesthetic, this is unesthetic, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think this is a, a challenge we'll grapple with for a while. There's there reminds me of two things, um, and I'm not sure which one of these I want to dive into. One is sort of the, um, I guess like. <laughs> What's it called? It's like a uh, uh, cultural colonialism, <laughs> in a way, where we're sort of defining these AI models to be very sort of like Western thinking, Western understanding, uh, North American, <laughs> mm -hmm. to a large part, um, and kind of excluding a lot of like other inputs from other cultures. So that's one angle of this. Um, the other angle I actually think about is like how we optimize these models. These models are, uh, like, you've told me about this, and I understand this, like, kind of broadly, so correct me where I'm mm -hmm. wrong. But um, there's this idea of, like, okay, so say we, say we build, like, this massive large language model. We run it across our millions of users to see what's the most, like, you, like beneficial or, like, helpful aspects of this tool. Mm -hmm. And then now that we've got this sort of, like, usage of the language model, we then pull out the nodes, the, the mental nodes that exist in the model to be able to say, cool, this model has now become more optimized, right? But that's assuming that everyone who uses the model has already used it in every way that that model can be used, right? <laughs> so we have sort of like, we may pull out things and optimize away things so that mm -hmm. the model can be faster, right? Pruning is the term used. Pruning, yeah. yes. So we're pruning the model down to, it's like, imagine like, um, imagine uh, you take somebody who's like a, I don't know, they, they do logistics, mm -hmm. right? They deliver packages. So they think their brain uses a lot of this like routing and navigation system, uses a lot of like visual identification of packages. It does really good kind of like lookups, simple math, stuff, stuff like that. But art isn't something that is appreciated in a way, right? They mm -hmm. may appreciate scenery, but they may not actually think about like art and like meaning, right? Or, or maybe the way they even think of art and meaning is intrinsically tied to the way they think about everything because sure. of their underlying like job and their, right. and their mechanics, right? Yeah. Very different than what we meet, what we think of when we think of art because yeah. of some wires crossing our brain that just mm -hmm. slightly deviate. Yeah, but this is also an interesting like aspect though. So because there's only a really like a subset of people that actually interface with these tools currently, mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, ChatGPT is still early adoption. <laughs> like it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's like it's had this massive millions adoption, millions, of users, millions yeah. of users, but it's still early adopter. It's like, not, it's, it's not TikTok. It's not TikTok. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you had the TikTok level adoption, right, you would get a much better idea of like a population usage, mm -hmm. right, of this tool. Global user base, literally billions of daily active users. Yeah. Um, that gives you a pretty good subset of the human civilization across the world that you can probably say, great, we know what they, what they like. Yeah. And, and so I think like this, this sort of like pruning is like really interesting because, and, and it's a, it's a reason to like think about the tools differently and like encourage that different thinking because, um, we sort of need that in a way at this stage. If we don't get it in now, mm -hmm. we might not be able to get it in later. Yeah, in we, a way, we, we might we might um, start to cut out certain pieces that we don't realize in the future will be integral to our yeah. actual ability to use these things well. I mean, like 
um, to start to move on because I feel like we talked about this right Yeah, yeah. Um, we could I, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely rabbit trailable topic. I, I think I think what this is bringing me to though, as a, as a yeah. segue, is that you know a, a lot of what's happening now is we're we've started stabilizing to some degree mm-hmm. the space. Mm-hmm. Space was very chaotic last year. Yeah. You know, it was GPT four came out last year. Mm-hmm. Came out in March of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so many other things on top of that, like mm-hmm. Mid Journey five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, uh, Claude. From mm-hmm. Atropic, and you can go on and on and on and on about all things that happened, mm-hmm. um, and it was a lot of like anxiety and like legal battles were starting. Some have already ended, mm-hmm. um, um, to like a whimper, not no fanfare. Yeah. Like those the the recent stuff that came out of like um, I think it was Sarah Silverman's case particularly, and mm. she and others, but I remember her particularly because she's famous. Um, mostly thrown out that case is a mm-hmm. little bit that they have an opportunity for but mm-hmm. like increasingly maybe maybe one case will be won by people who are fighting against AI companies but it seems like the majority are not going to be right. um, so th- that's kind of people are kind of moving on from that intellectually and mentally they're like okay well I guess this, these are things are here to stay mm-hmm. so what happens next right. and this is happening across the, the, the sphere now you know mm-hmm. we're seeing that really with Sora let's talk about Sora real quick sure yeah let's go into that I think Sora is a good example of why it's so important to have a good idea before this before you make a, a before you marry to anything right as to what is important right you know like generating a video um for those who don't know sora is i assume people who watch this might know what it is but let's kind of go over it yeah um so OpenAI has a new model um talk about it I'll, I'll bring it up cool OpenAI has a new model it's called uh sora so sora is fascinating it's it's an image let's call it image model but it's, it's really video um it works as both you can say make me an image and it's basically one frame of video, or it can make you probably the best text of video I've seen, not, not probably the best, absolutely the best text of video I've seen so far. Um, very, very good looking stuff. I will not be able to. I do not have permissions on this laptop, so Fair that's fine. I'll do it on mine, I'll do it on mine. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's, it's just absolutely just, um, here, I'll share. No worries. And I'll, it'll be in the background so people can see what's going on. This is opening as official video where they kind of show some examples and you can all see what what we see yeah yeah like um the overall like the overall like quality of this is is far and beyond everything else mm-hmm. i've seen one thing i did actually is i went to the the vfx subreddit mm. on reddit um yeah. when this came out they're having a collective existential crisis um, mm-hmm. Deep, deep crisis. Oh, I bet. Oh, about, about, about Sora specifically. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, like some of this stuff is like, some people can get very over the top about this and say, movies are all gone next year or whatever it is. No, probably not for a while. Yeah, who knows how long? I can't make any predictions, and I won't make any predictions. Yeah. But we don't need to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Even from what we see today, though, um, things like B-roll footage, mm-hmm. like you can see in, in these examples, mm-hmm. probably are going to be challenged. Yeah. Things like, um, you know, like commercial mm-hmm. stuff here and there mm-hmm. potentially challenged mm-hmm. um, these are careers and jobs that are, are, are probably um, going to really if not even get removed fundamentally change in the next little while yeah. because if it takes you a half an hour mm-hmm. and two dollars to generate you know let's say five minutes of video or like right. whatever, whatever amount it can do Sora can do one minute video concurrently in a row before right. I think it's, it's going to get wonky yeah. um, that's a, quite a bit of video um, right. think of every cut you've done in a video or you've seen in a movie or anything like that. Yeah. One minute straight is quite impressive. Yeah. Um, with some creativity, you can probably make a full, like, I don't know, let's say 
commercial for sure. There's only 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you can yeah, do all sure. kinds of stuff that are like, you know, maybe multiple minutes if you really want to do. Maybe yeah. a 10 minute movie, True. or a short, who knows what. Uh, I mean, stuff like this too. Yeah. I mean, like, you have these, like, effects that could potentially re- re- repeat, could loop. Yeah. Especially, I mean, yeah, when you're talking about B roll footage, it's also like, um, I mean, you see a lot of, like, short film stuff where it's like, shots from space and shots from these sort of like abstract things while a story is sort of being told over the top. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, there's a really good video. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to reference it, but, um, effectively this guy talks about how a lot of like VFX stuff is made and it's really like, it's, it, it, it's all, it's all like facades. None of it's real. Mm. Like they kind of like take like footage of like real places. Like they go and take a photo of some place and then they quickly like mock it into some 3d space and then they build this like scene and then they just play it and like you spend all this time kind of building these like prop scenes that are sort of built from the real world in order to just get something working yeah right and i think like the other thing i'm 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 thinking about when when it comes to this is like yeah there's an art to being able to do that and yeah when you want like that fine grained creative control which some directors need and some like messages need you can still have that but when you don't need fine-grained control, yeah. this works. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think that's I mean, the first use case. Yeah. When you don't need the control, yeah. it's going it's gonna to be an easy and quick solution because the turnaround the turnaround is a great one. Yeah. Um, if you if you are a developer, we, this is in our mindset, mm-hmm. and, and you have the option between like, or let's say somebody making an app, and you have the option yeah. of getting a turnaround on a, on a, a page that you can see in mm-hmm. five minutes mm-hmm. versus one these in a week, mm-hmm. um, and they're close to equal, um, and the price is significantly cheaper, it's no question. You don't say, yeah. give me five minutes. Yeah. I can do 20 iterations in a day, mm-hmm. 100 iterations in a day, yeah. depending on how long I want to work, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and be like, you know what? I, of these like 100 that I've seen, yeah. I like the 10 the most, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. That's not even an option you have with something that's like a week-long turnaround or a monthly work turnaround. True, you true, can't true. wait 100 weeks yeah. um, for, these, for like one scene. It, and I think the other thing that I, I think is like really interesting from a from like a I don't know economic perspective in a mm-hmm. way is like um, we've actually changed how we think about um, uh, media media the way that we perceive media we used to perceive media that it was like always a value add mm-hmm. you would sell a show and that show would be worth some amount but now it's actually based on audience everything has changed to be audience based yeah do you have an audience can you keep an audience right and like attention matters like if you look at streaming. The way streaming works now, a show is successful if people watched it. Yeah. All the shows are on Netflix. Like, you don't get paid just to be on Netflix. You get paid if you get watched on Netflix. Yeah. You get paid if you get watched on YouTube, right? And I think the thing that's interesting about the ability for us to use something like Sora or, like, kind of change this this game is it's like, okay, it's much easier to build something that is nice looking and could grasp attention but that's going to change how people get attention. This is, and this is to, going yeah. back to your point that I segued in here from, like whoever can, like this is like cultural, like mi- like milestones are being created right now in this moment. Yeah. The model you make is going to inform everything going forward. Yeah. If your model, for example, is going to show slightly more of a certain kind of looking person than another kind of person, mm-hmm. that's going to have a subtle impact on the world. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate to some degree why all these companies are being so hyper nervous and cautious about like representation mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if we go beyond like the cultural, like let's say the cultural war part of this, mm-hmm. just the core intellectual part of this, mm-hmm. what power is mm-hmm. being created right now? Like mm-hmm. such significant power. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are, 
you are creating tools that will probably generate more content in, in probably not now, but in a couple of years, yeah. more content in a year mm -hmm. than we have ever, like more video than we've ever generated in our lifetimes because <laughs> yeah. it can just like turn them out so yeah, yeah. faster than real time. That's already happening. I mean, that's already happened with me with, with AI image generation yeah. for sure. Like if you took everything, every piece of art that I ever made <laughs> as a kid, I have probably generated more images than that typing now. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and like, I still draw, I still like drawing. Yeah. I think it's still a good tool. And like, I mean, that's the, that's the other thing is like uh, expression of self or self-expression or like the, the ability for you to like plan or think or, or, or evolve um, from a, from a like a place or a setting. It, it, these are just tools, mm. you know? Um, and, and I think that's the, the, the weird, like scary thing. And, and it goes into like, sort of like the, the, the reasons people are upset about uh, Gemini as well. But it's like, these are tools that don't have like the ability to self-regulate or self-think. No agency, really. They're, <laughs> yeah. We'll get on agents at the very end of this. I yeah, think. we'll get on agents yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end. But, but yeah, like, they don't have any of that, right? Yeah. But they have, like, a good example is the mid-journey. Mm -hmm. They have a subtle stylistic bend. Yes. Right? If you are making, and this is the nice thing, you, some people will have so much more power to be creative in mm -hmm. some ways. Yeah. If you want to make, eventually you'll be able to make entire 3D scenes instead mm -hmm. of things like, you know, let's say um, the equivalent of, if not actually Unreal Engine Five. Yeah. Um, if you make a whole scene that's a beautiful forest mm -hmm. with trees and tropical plants and mm -hmm. birds flying around, mm -hmm. um, depending on the model you use, the exact same prompt will give you different versions of that, right? Right. Yeah. Um, whatever is the most popular one mm -hmm. is going to be a part of the zeitgeist of the cultural experience sure. or the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, so it's good to uh, number one support high diversity. I feel like. Yeah. Um, do you remember that like there was like a, a show I can't remember what show it is but there's like there's like a, a it's all these like 3D assets and they kind of like they would set them up in like in like prop scenes um, I feel like it was like coded or something anyway sorry yeah. I, I don't know how to even reference this but I just remember there there at one point was like these 3D characters and they all look like it's like this like terrible 2000s kids show uh, they're like 3D animated, they're not the best, but they kind of communicate, and they all read kind in like, like this a very robotic. Show. A little bit like that, <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. It's like, uh, worse though, way worse. Yeah, like, worse. like, take take the Follicon count down, <laughs> down like, one one hundred of nothing. that, yeah. But, like, I think we've already had some of this. Like, that's also the other thing, is, like, we've already had some of these, like, um, just, like, give me something that I can present. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care what it looks like. Yeah, like here's a toolbox of like 20 different models. Yeah. Uh, that pretty models and, and 10 different backdrops. Yeah. Make a whole show with this. And people can do that. Yeah. People can be very creative with that. Mm -hmm. Constraint in its own way is very, very, very powerful. Yeah. And this is kind of constraint, but mm -hmm. also kind of like no constraint combined. Yeah. Yeah. You're constrained by the stylistic implementation of the mm -hmm. model you're using, mm -hmm. but you're unconstrained in the fact that your skill is almost irre irrelevant to the ability of you to create. Yeah. Take some skill to, of course, think of a good scene, to think of good, mm -hmm. like, ideas. That's kind of its own skill, mm -hmm. but not, like, physical artistic skill. Yeah. Not, like, model generation mm -hmm. skill. Not yeah. understanding the tool, like, Maya or, like, mm -hmm. Blender. You don't need to do any of this stuff mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Um, what does that mean for the culture of the future? What does that mean for how we all interact with each other? Yeah. Fascinating questions that we should all be asking ourselves, <laughs> yeah. I think, to some degree. And this is why I struggle. Do you try to talk to people about this? And uh, I, I don't do as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, people are very, very, very emotionally challenged by this stuff. 
Yeah. And I understand. I completely understand. I'm not no, even judging me, me, me too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm emotionally down with this stuff <laughs> yeah. as well too. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's very, very difficult <laughs> yeah. to kind of think about this, this like future we're building. Yeah. Um, but it's important we do rather than kind of like trying to hide away and hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think there's some people that just won't talk about it. Yeah. Um, I think that's, uh, that's always kind of like part of it. I think, um, and I think that it also feels a lot like bit blockchain right now still. Mm. Like there's still this weird era of like, is this going to stay? How is it going to stay? How is it going to continue? There's all this money being thrown around right now. It's like very Silicon Valley bubble feeling, you know, and that's kind of scary in its own right too, Yeah, you know? Um, and so I think, I think there's that aspect, but there's also a lot of just like misinformation in yes. a way too. I remember reading this thing and they were talking about um, the new uh, uh, Tom Cruise Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in that movie, like it's kind of like the pilots against the automated pilots, right? Um, and uh, uh, President Biden at one point like commented kind of like about that movie and his AI policy in the same breath. And it was sort of like weird because it's like, I mean, it's a movie and it's not really about replacing people but there's still this like perception mm. of like how it is or will change. But the, the, the thing just kind of like in our conversation just now, even that I'm thinking about is like, there's a massive power shift. Mm. Previously, if you wanted to build like a massive high budget movie, you needed to be a movie studio, right? Um, the people who can now communicate a message has changed. Right. And that, I mean, that's, Printing press, <laughs> you know, that changed. That's the internet. It's the internet, yeah. Um, and, and there's pros and cons to literally everything in life, of yeah. course, right? And I think human nature is, of course, looking at the cons constantly. Yeah. But a power shift has pros and cons to it. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, like the power shift of like moving things away from controlled, isolated like powers, people yeah. who have the money to afford to make big movies, people who have the influence and the connections to be able to get the right actors and mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. All of that is power, mm-hmm. soft and hard. Right. Um, and now we're creating tools that allow people of all walks. Yeah, imagine you're a small studio in like, the, I mean, you know what's really great? Uh, every once in a while, there's these small studios in Africa mm-hmm. um, that will make movies. Mm-hmm. Sure, like they're making like like Hollywood version. Yeah, and they're so low budget. Yeah, but they're weirdly great. Some of them, yeah. like they have great acting in it. Yeah, great emphasis and like a completely different cultural touch. Yeah, that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see more of that. Yeah, um, and maybe these tools can actually provide that. Yeah. As long as they're not too um, oppressive in their own stylistic intent, yeah. Or maybe you can fine tune them to be more culturally relevant to other groups. True. Um, yeah. Who know? Who knows what we'll do? Yeah. That'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. If suddenly, like, you if suddenly you can make watch a movie from middle of like you know Zimbabwe, yeah. Um, and have it real time translate mm-hmm. because that's where also where we're going. That's <laughs> the other thing. Yeah, I think also the ability for us to communicate across cultures is like going to become significantly better. Yeah. Right. For us to be able to understand very clearly, like, oh, this is a phrase or a euphemism or something, like, you know, being able to pull those things out and understand them, too, I think would be really great. Um, I really love, like, uh, I don't know if, you, if you've ever read, like, a Kindle book. Sometimes you're reading the book, and then you can, like, highlight a character, and it'll actually tell you who that character was. It's like an x-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do that same thing with, like, um, uh, Prime Video and yeah. stuff like that, too. You pause it, and they'll just tell you... That- Who's on the screen right now? Who's mm-hmm. on the screen right now? This person who used yeah. to be in these movies or some little bio information about them? Yeah. Yeah. And just, I'm just imagining like, okay, like what's that, you know, expanded. Yeah. Right. Imagine you can do that with anything, right? Like, Hey, I'm in the middle of this conversation. I had to step away for a bit. 
uh, catch me up. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> like, back to another point you said, like, yeah. the more powerful these things get, yeah. um, you know, it's not that, that, that we have less power. We actually have more power. And it's yeah. almost overwhelming. Yeah. You can make all kinds of new things, mm-hmm. experiences, tools, yeah. apps, and things that are not viable now that are out are mm-hmm. something more viable. And this is my segue mm-hmm. into one topic before we go into agents that I think we were oh. talking about earlier. Okay. Vision Pro. Vision Pro. Yep, yep, yep. So I want to just bring this up because I feel like the Vision Pro, if you don't know what this is, you can look it up. It's Apple's newest life product. It's mm-hmm. basically a wearable, but for your head, VR headset, AR headset, XR headset. Yep. VR is virtual reality. AR is augmented reality. XR is mixed reality. Mm-hmm. All of these kind of mean the same ballpark thing. There are different subsets of that. Mm-hmm. This idea of like um, being able to see the world. Um, or not see the world, but see virtual things in your visual s- screen. Virtual reality, no real world. Mm-hmm. Augmented reality is generally the idea, this is kind of finicky, but like putting things in that are not touching the real world or not aware of it, but like in front of your face. Like mm-hmm. there's a screen there, there's a screen there, but I can see the real world around that. Right. And then you have mixed reality mm-hmm. where it actually integrates with the world. You put a screen actually and it sticks to your fridge. Mm-hmm. It's digitally right. there, but it's, it's actually, it knows your fridge, it knows your environment. You right. know, so it, it, it's it's slammed, which is mm-hmm. simultaneous location and mapping mm-hmm. your environment around you. So it kind of has contextual awareness of what's going on. Right. So many cool things you can do with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Problem is, smarts aren't there. Yeah. You know, it's it's not smart enough to know what to do. That's a that's a chair. That's a table. It's not really good at this stuff. Right. But to your point, with like Gemini, for example. Mm-hmm. To your point about other AI models that are coming out, mm-hmm. 3D model generation being mm-hmm. something you can just speak to creation soon. Yeah. This creates all the pieces you need to make those experiences actually quite powerful and profound mm-hmm. um but what does that mean for the human experience in, mm-hmm. in like a couple of years right N- maybe not tomorrow maybe not a year from now mm-hmm. but i'm getting old yeah. and a year goes by like this <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, it's yeah. 2024 i'm like yeah. i thought <laughs> true true yeah no absolutely um I-, I think it's also really interesting from a um from like a what you can build perspective, mm. like with all of this, because um, uh, I think one thing that's interesting is like now that we have AI that could be multimodal, that could understand video streams and like aspects of video. Um, imagine like I don't know, you wanted to have like a baby monitor, right? And you could actually kind of like check intermittently throughout the night what how was your baby sleeping yeah right you just you, ask it you could just ask it right and, and it could actually generate like statistics about like how much movement you know you're moving throughout the night here's a, a report screenshots mm-hmm. of your baby sleeping on his belly for a little mm-hmm. bit long from this time to this time mm-hmm. whatever 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 you want to know right anything you want to know mm-hmm. and and you know you could generate i mean like because there's two aspects of that one is like i can take this very non-structured image and compare it against other images in order to be able to understand something like difficult to understand, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, okay, what's changing throughout this this space, or how are you know image to image something kind of complex, right? Mm-hmm. Like how much movement was there, right? And if you can kind of get that through, then you can generate a report based on that. And that could even be like programmatic. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be an LLM. Or an LLM could like generate the 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 kind of nuts and bolts to get a report later. And that right? it, it could generate the script to programmatically generate the, yeah. the report. Yeah. You know, there's so many different ways to attach attack this yeah. thing. And like, 
I just just think about this. It gets me overwhelmed, man. On the way, yeah. it's like I, it's analysis paralysis. Yeah. It's like which way? Which way do you do this? You do it mm-hmm. through pure LLM. You do it through mm-hmm. LLM. You make a script. You do it through a script that an LLM, LLM um, can read and understand and tweak if it needs to and pass in different parameters depending right. on the situation. Right. Like there's so many different things you can do here. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like the that's the new space, and it's weird because those solutions existed. Like we kind of had this like last 10 years of like AI, you know, coding and you had like the ability for image recognition and like these different tools. And like, so these, like some of the people have like already built out a lot of these tools, but now with the multimodal, it's like, wait, but you could say it's easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like easier now. So it's like, okay. Okay, crap. What does that mean? This happened with language. Uh, we mm-hmm. remember the meeting we had. I, I asked this question to. We, so there's a, there's a there's a group in the in the city. There's groups everywhere in the world now yeah. where people talk about AI in more technical sense. Mm-hmm. And one session we were having one of these groups, we we went, went out, we did a meet up with them, mm-hmm. was about the change in natural language processing. NLP mm-hmm. is a, its own field in AI. Mm-hmm. Um, been around for a long time, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Things like summarization is its own subset of that field. Mm-hmm. Things like entity recognition. Mm-hmm. So you give it a you give it a document, and it's like find me all the people in there. It's right. like cool. Here are all the people in there. Mm-hmm. Here are all the um, the animals and whatever it is, right? It, right. It, it, to give you that information, and there's mm-hmm. tons of different subsets of that. Mm-hmm. What's the sentiment of this? This right. is a happy thing. This is a sad thing. On a scale from one to ten, it's seven happy. Whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, language models kind of like kick that entire field in the butt. Mm. They were like, you don't need to have 10 subsets of this field. <laughs> you have the LLM field. And that's it. Yeah. It can do, literally, it can do it all at once. Yeah. I literally asked an LLM to literally do, give me, take this document, give me all the entities inside of there, give me mm-hmm. all the sentiments of them, give me summarizations of what they're doing, and give me whatever, right? Yeah. Cool, here it is for you, and a JSON object, if you like. Right. right. Um, uh, pow- incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we're doing that now for video and yeah. for audio. Yeah. And then we're going to do that for more modalities, mm-hmm. things that we don't even touch. Right. Probably, probably like point clouds with lidar. Right. Probably like Gaussian splatter. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of these different things Absolutely. that are going to be part of this modality. Yeah. And then they're going to have better integrations across modalities. Right. Audio with video at the same time. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single every single step along the way, we're yeah. kind of compounding the the complexity in a way that opens up a thousand doors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And those doors each now are going to open up their own thousand doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so to encourage the world out there, if you're like, I have an AI idea, go do something about it. Go like practice. It's getting easier. Talk yeah. to GPT-4 and be like, hey, I have an AI idea. How do I yeah, do this? Yeah. Talk to Gemini, Ultra. Hopefully 1.1, 1.5 comes out soon. It's a little better. So yeah. hopefully we'll be better at giving you yeah, those answers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, and I think that's the interesting thing is like also from like an AI implementation perspective, it's like, think about the end state and work back. I think that's the best way to do it at Mm. this point. Because the way that we focus on engineering so much, oftentimes, is you focus on like the details, right? You focus on like the small pieces, and then you think about how the small pieces could build together to build the entire thing. But with AI, and sort of like building like AI-first tooling, which is sort of like this era that we're in now, you're thinking with like, okay, like, well, what's the end state I want? Okay, now what's a path that gets there? And if you have that and you can like keep that from that perspective and then something changes, you can have a more grounded way of making changes to that in the future. Yeah. Because like, I mean, we've built stuff. Like I, I've built a lot of different stuff with LangChain. I've built a lot of different stuff with AI. And like the small pieces never really get reused. Like it's kind of like it, they, they go obsolete very quickly. Yeah, yeah, especially in this field right now where yeah. like 
everything is nascent everything is brand yeah. new yeah nothing's gonna be the same mm -hmm. because we're gonna learn from every experience but like mm -hmm. that was a terrible idea mm -hmm. oh and suddenly also a new model came out it's multi-model mm -hmm. we need to have mm -hmm. multi-modality as mm -hmm. part of the the flow and the and the and the explanation of mm -hmm. how we do things yeah yeah so like really it's like okay the problem solving from a orchestration of a system matters a lot more than like the specific details of like how do i parse a pdf yeah that right? should be that should be composable those should be yeah. pieces that are part of your whole story mm -hmm. that if you can pop one out and put something yeah. else new to do yeah. it for you, you should yeah. be able to kind of write it that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think to wrap it all up, let's talk about agents. Yes. Because I think that's the final kind of piece here. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll let everyone go because we're good. So, so let me, let me pull up the, the information article. Um, the information um, agents um, open AI. So um, while you pull that out, maybe I can just talk about like what agents are. Yes. So right now, the way that chat systems are used and like AI systems are used in general is um, they're very input output, one input to one output. So you say, hey, I've got a question. Uh, I'm going to ask about something. Um, and here's some maybe relevant data. It will then use this sort of like AI system. It may go on your behalf and make a query. It may do a few things in that one context, right? In that one response. So it's sort of like, yeah, it may go and, I don't know, talk to Travelocity and get some, you know, travel options for you. Or it may go and do a Bing search or a Google search. Or it may go and generate an image and come back, right? So it's, but it's very like single purpose driven and single query based. That's sort of like the way things are right now. But the way things are kind of like moving when we start thinking about agents, agents are... Uh, entities that act and perform jobs on our behalf and they do it in such a way that it is um, oh you still you have the <laughs> the subscribe article Ooh. we're not subscribed ouch <laughs> yeah the information is expensive oh yeah hey, it's like $500 enough. a year fair enough but yeah, it's fine you, you'll see it you can see a little bit here yeah effectively the the cool thing about agents because they run on their own um, they are able to sort of like perform jobs on our behalf so you could imagine like um, you could task it with uh, making a reservation. So to make a reservation, it may use something like OpenTable, but it needs to sort of like find the reservations that are available, find things that are in your calendar that might match, find times, ask you about those times. Then when you give it the times that you want, it then has to go back, book it, validate that it booked mm. it. You know, like there's a multiple step process here um, that's fairly extensive. Yeah, and, um, and, and have lots of potential paths depending on like being reactive to what is being, you know, kind of thrown in the wrench. Yeah. Uh, so what wrenches are being thrown in the works, rather. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be able to roll with the punches. Yeah, and agents exist right now. I mean, there yeah. are some uh, models that exist to like create agents. And I think when people think about AI, they actually think about agents. Like, yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they, think they, I don't think they dumb it down to the other one. Yeah, which the, is like, like single inference. Um, yeah. like output of, of text or yeah. image, whatever it may be. Or right? image, yeah. yeah, where it does like one thing and then it kind of comes back. And like, that's what like, I think 99.9% .9 of people are doing, yeah. right? But the agents that sort of exist today are very rough. Yeah. Um, they're... They kind of just wrap LLMs mostly. Yeah, they yeah. wrap LLMs. Um, and um, they're often very error prone too. So they can get kind of caught up on like one issue. They can get stuck in loops they can hit error states very easily. Um, and so it's, it's, it's kind of hard out there for somebody building agents. Let me read the information on 
quick snippet that they were willing to share with us. They yeah. often don't have much more than this anyway, but it's good enough to give you an idea. Yeah. Um, the, age, the information is an insider kind of like um, source of, of news. In Silicon Valley, they have always, they've almost consistently had correct information about leaks ahead of time. So it's good to kind of like have your finger on their pulse. Uh, okay, OpenAI's first major product, ChatGPT, proved so popular that it sparked a generation of wannabes. But as rivals like Google catch up, OpenAI is hustling to release a product that could prove almost as revolutionary. OpenAI is developing a form of agent software to automate complex, ta complex tasks by effectively taking over a customer's device. The customer could then ask the ChatGPT agent to transfer data from a document to a spreadsheet for analysis, for instance, or to automatically fill out expense reports and enter them into the accounting software. Those kinds of requests would trigger the agent to perform the clicks, cursor movements, text typing, and other actions humans take as they work with different apps, according to a person with knowledge of the effort. So, yeah, to what to Ben's point, basically, uh, not just one thing, but yeah. being able to like do multiple things, and in this case specifically, also have more of this like device level control, right. um, which is in and of itself very very powerful. They they talked about this a little while ago too. They talked about this I think last year, mm -hmm. um, early last year, that OpenAI was hiring tons of people. I think it was like thousands of people to come in and just use software so they could record it. Um, go use computer, do yeah. these tasks for us. Yeah. And they're recording not just the clicks, but like the behind the scenes actions that are happening, mm -hmm. um, the like the JSON objects that are being passed around to different mm -hmm. services, mm -hmm. um, all these different things that kind of like orchestrate the computer's connection to not just itself, because mm -hmm. computers connect to itself and the apps inside of itself, but sure. also to external apps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. So they're using that, because they need that to train these models. Mm -hmm fine-tune them or make a new model, who knows what, I don't know if this is gonna be a 4.5 situation mm -hmm. or this is gonna be a, a brand new 5.0 model. Right, right. I think overall what's gonna happen is that we're gonna see um, some kind of agentic stuff this year. Mm -hmm. um, maybe not right away, maybe mm -hmm. not until summer, maybe not until end of the year. Right. But for all we know and for how things, fast things move, maybe this is literally tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, <Sure>. But Monday, <laughs> here are our agents, who knows yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. As, the, he, as the space is getting competitive. Like, yeah. Sora video came out an hour after 1.5 of Gemini um, Frigia came out. Yeah. I don't think that was an accident. No. Um, no. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're competing for mindshare. Mm -hmm. um, and as the quality of all these things improve, yeah. um, they kind of hit this sort of like minimum level of threshold of usability yeah. that makes this a very, very competitive space. Yeah. So if agents come out, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give you one example of an agent saying this, uh, I think would be very, very powerful for okay. a non-software developer. Okay. Just so I can think outside the box, and then yeah. I want you to do one too. Okay. So okay. So, a good example. So one thing that happens very often for people is they need to plan like uh, a trip somewhere. Let's say it's a work trip. Even I need to go to I don't know um, Colorado for a work trip. Um, I hate doing all the stuff like putting in my information to to actually like pick a hotel, take my flight. Um, I know what my hours, what I want to do, but I don't want to go click around, find the right flight, whatever it is, mm -hmm. find the best price for that flight. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like deal with the, the hotel booking, mm -hmm. deal with the flight from the, or the, the trip from the hotel to the, the or the, the airport to the hotel and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe let's say I want to do for drinks, or maybe I want to like, you know, like go out and explore Colorado. I want to go to the mm -hmm. mountains. I don't know. I got to look up like tour guides or mm -hmm. all this stuff. In fact, if I was like, okay, here's my schedule. Mm -hmm. This is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to a conference and I'm doing a work meeting. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I'm, I want to do other things. Mm -hmm. I need to go using, like, I need to use, like, I don't know, um, whatever airline that my company says is okay. Yeah. Um, can you go deal with all of that for me? Mm -hmm. And when you have a good plan for me, mm -hmm. including what I can do outside of it, like, you know, work, 
um, come back. Mm-hmm. And comes back and says, cool, yeah, here you go. Here's mm-hmm. some flights. Here's some options. Here's the best, here's the best prices. Mm-hmm. Here's, uh, I already like, so, like lined up and almost booked all the things you need to do afterwards, like the the, the trip to the hotel and Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here's a good agency for mm-hmm. like you know the, the trips. They do mm-hmm. stuff that you like. I know you like because now I have more data about you as a person. Yeah. Um, and press this button or these four buttons, and then it'll all be done for you. Right. I think that's a kind of contrived example, of course. Um, and there's probably simpler things out there that we can do. I mean, honestly, uh, yeah. I mean, anything that you book feels like this would be amazingly helpful yeah right have something that goes out and does research for you on behalf of like some activity right yeah um i find like i've actually <laughs> i very seriously considered building something like this yeah early on because it was kind of, it, it, it's such a it's such a very specific thing like yeah and, and especially um how you travel really matters too so it's like um for instance uh, the best places to go, right? The places that you need reservations. Um, there's sort of like the thing that everyone likes. And then there's usually the things that like sort of you value. So like, I really am somebody who values like quiet mm. spaces. I just like quiet. Maybe, maybe a nice view, a nice atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Something that yeah. kind of slows you down, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, other people really enjoy having like, um, a very rambunctious party kind of atmosphere, you right? Catch me at every disco night <laughs> at the dance uh, places in the city. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, I, I think that like there's a lot of like customization that needs to happen in that space. So, I find like an agent that's general often won't hit the mark. But I think it's like still, if even if you just gave it like the broad strokes, that would be amazingly helpful. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I'll give you mine. Um, I'm thinking like, imagine, um, there's somebody that you want to impress, right? Say it's, it could be your girlfriend's family. It could be your boss. It could be, um, just somebody that you, um, aspire to want to get close to, right? In a way you could have it come up with sort of like a dossier of like interests or activities or things that this person likes yeah you could have act you could give it access to like your instagram feed or your um social media or uh your linkedin pull in information about that person about like sort of like the things that they like or the things that they appreciate um and kind of build an idea of what might be a good gift what might be yeah. um an interesting you know topic to talk to them topic about, to talk dinner. To them about. Yeah, yeah exactly um or um Un, un, unknown connections that you didn't know you had, yeah. right? I mean, I think most social media is ending, end, ends up usually trying to do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, as somebody who like doesn't use Twitter, sometimes it's like I miss things or like people just kind of like don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you know, I know people who don't have an, uh, LinkedIn either, right? And so it's like professionally, it's sort of like weird at times to like connect with those people. But um, but yeah, I mean, I find that entire space is now fairly unique. Um, so I think that might be something that would be interesting for an agent to be able yeah. to do. And it's sort of like what, if like, say, say you're a power CEO, <laughs> that's your that, secretary. That is your secretary's job. Yeah. It's like, find out what kind of scotch they like and buy them a bottle. Right. Yeah. That's like the mad men kind of, <laughs> you know, thing. Exactly. But, yeah. But like, that's a very powerful, like, and this is part of like, I think what people have been trying to make with models or at least kind of communicate. Yeah. And this is what her is really. Yeah. 
right? Mm-hmm. Her is the ultimate agent. I don't think yeah. we'll have Her. No. Uh, Her is a good movie. It came out 10 years ago, um, yeah. last I month. I still need to rewatch it. I've been, like, it, meaning to. This yeah. is, I'm going to make a watch party. I'll invite you to it. <laughs> I'm, pl- I'm planning that. I thought someone yeah. earlier, yeah. my partner. Yeah. I was like, we're, I'm going to do a Her watch party. It's a 10-year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. It's already passed, technically, a couple of weeks ago, but oh. it's fine. It's, yeah. a little, it's a great time to do it, yeah. especially considering everything that's happened in the last 10 years, yeah. in the last, like, two years. Yeah, um, I true. think that would be a really, really fascinating experience. Yeah, I think so um, Regardless, yeah. yeah, like this is what we've been trying to make. Um, yeah. And we're, I don't think we'll get there with the next step. Yeah. But we're going to be stepping towards it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. I think, I think that, that kind of wraps up <laughs> the history of things. And then yeah. it was another whirlwind session uh, as usual. But uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, listening to us ramble on about AI. Um, I'm sure next time we're going to have more kind of concise focus or not. We'll I don't see know what that. people like. <laughs> we'll see what, yeah, we'll, we'll go with the flow. Yeah. You know, we're loosey-goosey here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's something that you did like or something that you appreciate us talking about, yeah. please let like, us know. Uh, let us know. That I, we would love that. Um, Maybe we, next time we'll have an AI guest talking with us. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Nah. No, uh, no, we, not we, yet. We got our dog. We got a dog. Yeah. He finally passed out. Yeah, he finally passed out. No comment. Uh, from him so oh well (laughs) but yeah thanks so much thanks everyone uh, catch you later see ya